up next on Inside Champ Car, hot in Houston. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Belansky. He is Bill Strong. Hi, Bill. Hi. How are you? Tired. tired. But I'm always tired. So, you know. Tired. How much weight did you my... lose this week? In, in not, not a lot, because I just sat in air conditioning all day. Oh, so you got nothing to complain about. No, I shot out. I shot pictures out windows because it was nice and cool in there. And, uh, so you were no, a wussy. I, didn't. I went weekend. outside. No, I went outside. Okay. Um, One guy but, who uh, wasn't. Is the badass in the big picture? Yes. Yeah. Ben, ben. Marquardt. Is, yep. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Longtime champ car racer, chump car racer. Yep. Been with us uh, since sort of the beginning. So, uh, Ben, um, this past weekend, you were driving, you were an arriving driver this weekend. You mm-hmm. happened to, uh, I don't know, win a race. But, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, because part of think. the team that won a race. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah. a big thing. Um, but before we us- get to that, yeah, yeah. Tell us how you got started in motorsports. Thanks, Brian. How I got, how far back you want to go? You want to go all, all the way, way all, all the way, way back, all the way. All right, we, well, we go all the way, all the way. Oh, I like that. It's good. Um, well, I'll say I actually grew up at the local circle track with my dad and my uncles. So I'm from Buffalo, New York, and uh, anyone from that from the Western New York area might know of Lancaster Speedway, mm-hmm. which is uh, might be older than you, Bill. Maybe. No, no, it's not. Maybe. It can't be. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if they, if they invented asphalt back then. Yeah, um, 1962, there was asphalt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I grew up at the track with my dad, uh, you know, and my uncles and stuff. And they were, I think it was Strictly Stocks, which is basically, I think they had like an old, like 77 Monte Carlo. And they just, I mean, really that to me, that's like the original, like the OG of what we do now. Right. It's just the circle track stuff. Just slap a cage in whatever jalopy you can find <laughs> and you rip it around circles. Right. And that was basically it. Uh, so, I mean, at that point, it was really, uh, for me, it was the beginning of the end. Uh, I have an older brother who doesn't really, uh, uh, cars aren't his thing. Uh, what? But I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I have a younger, I have a younger brother like that too. He tried, but no. No, my brother, he, for, you know, he drives a Jeep and he loves his Jeep and that's my that's, brother too. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, and then uh, let's see kind of what else. I've always kind of just been into it. My dad was, you know, the circle track stuff, so he was always in a NASCAR. Uh, and then kind of I, I realized that road racing was pretty sweet. And then when I, you know, got out of college and got a job, I tried to figure out how to scrape together as many pennies as I could. And, you know, then, uh, you know, Chump and Lemons happened and uh, scraped some pennies with some other friends. And, you know, that was back when, you know, you could – you can legitimately be in a car on track for like two grand. Right. Like right. Straight, like legit. Yep. You yep. know, uh, and it was really all you were allowed to spend anyway, right? The most yeah. expensive part was the cage and the seat. Yep. Yep. So, and even um, that, the seats were kind of iffy too at that time. Oh, yeah. Which is basically a, a cage. I, if I remember, I want to say that like the very first lemons race, which I didn't do, but I think the very first lemons race, you were allowed to run stock seats, like, like just yes. original stock seats. Yes. I think. And I'm not sure if Chump did that in the very beginning uh, as well, but. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we, I'm just going by the rule book, if I remember right. I, I think you could, but it had to be welded. Yeah, that sounds about right. You could, the yeah. sliders had it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the the bat, you couldn't have, a, you know, reclining and all that. So. Yeah. So, hardly anybody had that. Well, on yeah. the East Coast, most guys didn't do that. 
I mean, Ed might have, but no, even Ed wouldn't have done that. I think it would have had a little aluminum seat in that end. Yeah, I mean, you could buy an aluminum seat back then for 50 bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you, you put yeah, some- That's before anybody knew the value of all this junk. And then all of a sudden, lemon, or, or the lemon's value a junk of, car. Or, or the value of our lives. Yeah, well, no, that it, <laughs> it's- there was so much junk out there. You could pick it up everywhere, oh, yeah, racingjunk.com yeah. and just mm-hmm. the 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 used parts place. We were picking up all kinds of stuff, pennies on oh, the yeah. dollar. And yeah, then Miata. they discovered, yeah, Miatas were cheaper than hell. And you know, you could you could do this and and build a car for like you said, less than two grand. I mean, I may have my first chump car was the mark the black mark one MR2. With all the parts I had laying around, I may have spent I don't know, 400 bucks, maybe, <laughs> maybe because I already had the car, right? You know, right. I, I had a, I had a two, we, we did a swap with a 2.2 because that's all I had a uh, 2.2 liter um, Toyota engine. All you had. No, it's all I had. I didn't have any more. <laughs> I didn't have any four AGs at work. All my four AGs were blown up. So we, and we knew that, and that's what the engine that we were running in, in our um, lemons cars were the, two, the 2.2s. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that, and then um, I think a transmission. I think was the most I had to buy. Fun yeah, stuff. that was the most, biggest thing I had to buy in a clutch because <laughs> we went we went out and test drove the clutch for Troy. There's a video out online um, the first drive of the car, and the clutch just slipped everywhere. And Troy Troy came out. He was so mad at me. Did you test this? I'm like, it's like a week before the race, you know, oh. before before uh, where did we first race at VIR, um, and. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I guess I didn't. <laughs> or maybe it's Sebring. No, it's Sebring. No, it's VIR. And um, the first 24 hour we did there, the Chump Car. Right. Yeah. Before we get into all all the Champ Car stuff, that's that's all fascinating. Yeah, I know. But but uh, uh, DeLorean Motor Company. No, 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 no. Before that. Before Karma. The, before that. The, the Karma. The Karma. To me, the karma is such a sexy beast. Mm-hmm. And so, you guys. So, what's the, the timeline? It's karma, the then level. DeLorean? Yeah. Well, let me blow your mind here for a second. There's, actually, there's a couple in between. So, actually, that guy right there, that was at Celine. So, I worked at Celine on that car. That's the Pernelli Jones edition Mustang. Okay. And the, uh, and the S7. I don't have. Oh, the S7. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've had an unbelievably fortunately cool professional career. Oh no, that's that's why that, we don't care about the NASCAR or the, or the champ car stuff. <laughs> the champ. We're, we're here to talk to you about the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I mean, really, the funny thing is that's where um, I first I worked on the S7 race car. That was really at, at that place. I was like, I'm gonna race. So, so was- did you work for with Steve? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was working a corner 11 or yeah, 11 at uh, road Atlanta once. And one of his customers uh, smashed up one of his brand new rolled it three times, a brand new right out of the factory, right to the racetrack race car. And I get there with my little fire bottle as a corner worker and the guy's rolled over. He's on his lid and I tell him not to pop his, 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 uh, his seat belts. And of course he does boom, head right to the top. And he gets yep. out and he's and he's looking at the car and he's looking and he's got it. He's like, "This is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me." I said, "Whatever you do, don't say that to Steve Celine. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Whatever you do, act like you're sore, like you're upset. Don't mm-hmm. say that to Steve." Uh, was it an S7 or was it a Mustang? It was a Mustang. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, 
so there, you know, so started at, at Celine, yep. right. Tennessee. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a cool one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and then let's see where to go to Celine. Then I worked in defense. I worked on, uh, military on a fence. On a, on a fence. Sometimes it felt like I was on a fence, honestly, <laughs> but I'd rather be on a fence. Um, we were done jail TV, which is supposed to be like the Humvee replacement. But I mean, come on, nothing's gonna replace yeah. the Humvee. Right? I think right. it's sweet. It's awful and awesome at the same time. It's really right. weird, like dichotomies, right? Hey, Arnold likes it, so it can't be right. better. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then where did I go after Celine? A couple of consultancies, a couple of random places, and then I started getting into the startup world. That's when I moved back to California after being in, in Detroit for defense. Um, and then I was, yeah, a couple of startups. I ended up at at Karma. So. So what was yeah, that Karma? like? What was Karma like? I mean, it's 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 the startup world, right? Yeah. So uh, for any of those that may be watching, all 20, 30 people maybe that watch that <laughs> maybe have ever been in startup world, you know, because I don't even need to tell you, they all know. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's it's awesome. It's, it's kind of like the Humvee. It's awesome and awful at the same time, right? Because it's, there's a lot of, it's it's awesome because there's you can do so much. Right. There's always stuff that has to get done. There's never enough people. There's never enough time. There's never enough money. Right? That's just that's the start of life. And so you can get your fingers into a lot of different things that you probably wouldn't be able to. If you worked at Toyota or Honda or Ford or GM, you do this thing. And that is yeah. the thing you do. And you do not even think about other right. things. Right. And so you know, what you're allowed to kind of get involved with and be a part of is, is really, really, really great. Um, and it doesn't hurt that the car is absolutely spectacularly beautiful. So, right. Yeah. You know, that that was the thing. It was just, it's, I think that's just one of the best design cars out there. Just the look, the look, the style, yeah. I should say style. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, so that going back to that, you, you, you know, when you work for another company, I have friends that I've met through this industry that, you know, designed a dashboard for Toyota. And that's all they did for a while. And they moved on to something else, but it was some sort of interior piece. Yeah. And then another guy that works at Ford transmissions. And that's what he focuses on. Now, now I think he's doing electric. I think he did the, the stuff for the electric uh, MWR or not MWR. Uh, w the heck. Uh, <laughs> Watson racing. What's it? Uh, whatever. But um, he, he's like the electric motor designer or oh. trained for. Um, no. Just, the F, I, know, F yeah, I know who you're talking about. Boy, we're I, all acting screwed, really old. Here. You screwed it up. You screwed <laughs> up. Jamie actually introduced me to him years and years ago yeah. when Jamie went back to Detroit for a hot second. Jamie Wolak, right? And he's like, I'm going to go back to Detroit. And I was like, mm, good luck. And then I think it was like eight months later, he's like, I'm coming back. I'm coming yeah. back right now. Um, yeah. and, Guino, Guino watching racing. Yeah, Will. Yeah, Will Guano. Yeah. So they, yeah, and the Watson guy worked at the Corvette race shop up in wherever that is, um, the Lamar, you know, the IMSA Corvette shop. Yeah, yeah Pratt Miller. Miller. Yeah, he worked yeah. there. Yeah. So, and I met him first when he was at University of uh, Maryland uh, yeah. when they were doing Formula SAE because I was on the judging crew for that. Got so, it. yeah, that was a. It's a small world, you know, with all it's these people you meet and stuff. I, I tell those people all the time, automotive, I mean, like, there's got to be a couple million people that work in the automotive industry globally, right? Millions. And uh, it's it's a lot smaller world than you think. And yeah. then you get into the startup world and it's even smaller. Yet, smaller. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I know a lot of people that work at Rivian, that work at Lucid, 
Right. You know, you, you, you know, Tesla, you name it. I know yeah. a ton of people that work there. So yeah, uh, one of my, one of my good friends was the head of marketing at Tesla at one point. He's in a book. They don't do marketing at Tesla. I thought not anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but he was there in the beginning with, uh, with Mr. Musk. Yeah. And doesn't yeah. speak very highly in his uh, autobiography. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, he, he's an MR2 guy. And it's amazing how many guys are in the, in this feet, you know, in these automotive fields that at one point were on our message board called the MR2OC. And they've Bill, gone on to do great things. Bill Billy Johnson, Ford test driver, MR2 guy when he was a kid. MR2 yeah. guy. Bill <laughs> finds a way to bring every podcast back to MR2. MR2s. Next week, it'll be Opals. <laughs> With a little bit of MR2. With a little bit, yeah. So, so now you're, you're working at a really cool startup with mm -hmm. gullwing doors, 88 miles an hour. Indeed. You said, it, you said the, um, what was it, time travel and flying. That The time travel sorted. It's the flying part that you're having problems with. Well, you know, uh, I'd say, you know, productionizing the flying is the okay. challenge. Uh, on the racetrack, we have figured out how to fly a car, no problem. <laughs> Got that? Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, let's let's segue into that. <laughs> and now we go into, back to Chump Car. And I don't know, folks, you guys, all 11,000 of you guys watching, or 12,000 now, big jump, um, <laughs> watching. <clears throat> uh, back when Chump Car transitioned over to Champ Car, there was a uh, television show made about us called the Champion Champ Car Championship. And the opening scene shows your car flying <laughs> at Laguna Seca. You know, I texted Wilson. He uh, was my co-owner. Him and I uh, started Alchemy Autosport, Miata PI, together. And uh, he was, I was thinking this in the beginning, right? So... He was in the car. I texted him. I was like, hey, you should tune into this podcast. So, Wilson, if you're listening, <laughs> very specifically bringing this up. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and I also have to little shout out to the uh, Flying Hawaiian yes. uh, and two white guys team that had the video. Uh, actually, it was, um, would you call that? It was like a, a illegal video at the time because you, if the camera was like in oh, the yeah. bumper and you weren't allowed to have anything outside of the cage. Right, right. Yeah, I did the same thing, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people complain about it all the time. Yeah. Well, mine was actually outside the car. Yeah, and the, uh, let's see what it was. I think I want to say it was like lap four or five. It was it was within the first I, 20, 30 minutes, right? Laguna Seca, it was the back then we called the championships, right? I always liked that yep. play out where it's 2015. And, uh, yeah, when he uh, called in, he's like, had some light contact, comes in the you know front wheel. Wait, wait. So I, I want to put light contact, you said, right? Light contact? So I heard. So, you know, yeah. the, the original radio in was there's some light contact. I'm going to come in and, you know, so we can check yeah. it out, right? It was like, absolutely not. We're going for the win, baby. Because that was also back then, but it was part for me in yep. two days. Yeah, because right? I was there as well. So my car was there racing. That's right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it comes in, the wheels, you know, kind of look, one looks like that. And I've got pictures of it too. Let's see, the control arms were just absolute pretzels. And the damper was blown out. Just absolutely blown out. The shaft was bent. And uh, I was like, hey, how did it drive? He's like, terribly. And we <laughs> just bent the tie rod. So we just threaded it in as far as we possibly could. Because it was like three and a half inches toe out. Right? <laughs> and we just threaded that that bad boy in all the way. And I was like, I don't know. Like, go get it. <laughs> just go. go. 
and he radios in, and he's just like, honestly, it's not that bad. <laughs> well, if you would have taken the other side and gone a couple inches toe in, it would have been great to make left-hand turns. Now, then your drivers are complaining the steering wheel's not straight. <laughs> like the wheel's like that. Exactly. <laughs> you can't win with drivers, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. I, uh... when, when we watched that video, I remember, because um, we got to see a pre-production version, you know, before it went to Discovery. Mm-hmm. And we're watching this video, and it's like, oh, great opening. Oh, this is, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Like, you know, we're we're so trying to not say champ car or chump car is a contact sport. And what's the thing that happens? Boom. I remember that. I remember we talked about that. I don't know if you know, I'm sure Billy, you and I talked about it back yeah. in the, you know, oh, back yeah. then it was like, I'm not sure this is the message that we're trying to no. put out. No. Leave but, it leave you know, it to the within... producer to find the best piece of video to put oh, yeah. in the first five yeah. minutes of the show. And it's right. and it's and they over and over and over again. It's like boom, That's boom. Our job. And then you know, anybody that just you know, you saw a car like go, you know, want to do one of these things, and they they when they add music to it and slow it down, and there's an abrupt and they slow it down. There's an abrupt change of direction. It looks like somebody hit, and of course they, yeah, it was the mm-hmm. whole time we're just like, oh, I don't know, man, I don't know, but hey, it's on at three thirty in the. You know, in the morning on a on a Saturday Sunday morning, nobody's gonna watch this. It was their highest rated show of the year at the, at that time slot. Yep. <laughs> was, at three a.m. and you got four hundred ninety ninety nine percent chump car racers that, that oh, yeah. stayed up late to watch it. They all thought they were yeah. showing up for a B movie, and then realized it was a very different show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was funny because the show was made over two years. Because I'm racing in in part of it, and the next part, I'm actually working it. Mm. So you see me at a couple times doing interviews and doing my stuff, and and um, you know Mike's the CEO at the time, and before that I was there. Mike wasn't even at the track, so yeah, it was it was a pretty mm. interesting way of producing. And my first time ever involved with working on a you know a follow a docu follow, so and it was a docu drama follow. So yeah, because that was that was what it was all about was a drama. <laughs> that's why so many people come up to us and ask hey i want to do a tv show and i'm like dude no no, no. unless you're gonna have like f- you know f- wrenches flying across the room every other scene you know mad tryst with uh, some of the racers which you know is never gonna happen and or you know well you never know but you know jimmy you know tripping and falling everywhere um hoisting the mast or whatever you know it, it ain't just it ain't gonna happen you can tell so. them they can do a behind the scenes of inside champ car yeah, they could. Yeah. Just, <laughs> opposite sides of the country. I'd like to see the crew for that exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so Ben, you're you're now working on the DeLorean. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, so, so uh, that's going to be a kind of trippy, right? Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, you know, when we're talking about all these these cool things I've I've been able to do professionally, uh, this might take the cake. Uh, I think so far. Uh, you know, also I, I run all of engineering at this point, so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. And I'll be the first to admit that, uh, it's a lot of pressure, right? This isn't, you know, like, uh, Brian, Ben and Bill's new, new startup company. Nobody gives a shit what happens and what it looks like or anything about it. Like everybody's watching. Yeah. Um, I was even just, uh, I just received a letter. Actually, this is one of my favorite things about it. I just got a letter. This is like the third or fourth letter that we've gotten from a kid actually over in England. And, you know, on the, on the back of it, it's got a little 
thing printed out. It's got a picture of this kid. I think his name's like Hugo or something. Super British name. Yeah. Um, it's from his dad, Hector. You know, it's just one of those things. They go, hey, like, he, if you guys could respond, it would, just, it would absolutely make his day. If, if you really wouldn't mind, I know you guys are really busy. And, you know, you pull it out and it is, and the kid's probably six, maybe seven years old. And it is, you know, in crayon, uh, you know, uh, dear DeLorean team, I designed a car for you. I hope you can make it. Uh, you can have all of, you know, uh, they're yeah. all free. And then you flip it over and it's like, it's just the, the most adorable thing, right? That's it's cool. like, I remember being a little kid yeah. and drawing cars, right? You know, in notebooks at school, sure. right? You know, and, and stuff like that. And so to have, have those things come in, it's it's just, it's a really awesome yeah. feeling to know that like little kids are are excited about what we're doing. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't let down seven-year-old me. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, but no, it is, it, it's honestly, it's really great, uh, you know, to bring the, the brand back, uh, something that, and if you really think about brands that have come and gone, over the years in automotive and, and kind of the story behind them, you know, nobody, and I always use the example of Brooklyn, uh, nobody, very, not nobody, very few people remember what Brooklyn was, oh, right? Sure. They had bowling doors, right? Right. Yeah. It's cool. Nobody knows what a Brooklyn is, yeah. right? I, yeah. Well, I'm old too. So, and I lived in England. So you saw, I saw a lot of Bricklands, a lot of pilots uh, in the UK bought Bricklands. Um, like okay. Frightling, yeah, because it was you know they're pilots, right. they're fighter pilots, so right. you know they buy yeah. the coolest sports car. I had a another pilot friend that had a Lotus Europa, yeah, that I almost bought, but I couldn't afford fifteen hundred bucks to buy it because sure. you know I was just a lowly airman. Sure, but, but so yeah. Ben is is the new car going to be inspired by the original? Is it going to be a replica? Is it going to be a whole new something with just the idea of a rear engine and an aluminum or a stainless steel body? What's what? What do we think? What can, what they, can you tell do us? Do they come in colors? It's just the three of us. What can you tell us? Well, you're right. Shh, don't tell anyone. That's right. It's just the three of us here. Well, the good news is the cat is already out of the bag. We actually yeah. debuted the Alpha 5 last year at Pebble Beach. Um, and so you can look that up. Uh, you know, I as I, you know, Phil, I told you in, in, in Houston, uh, being in the technical side of the business, uh, we are generally under relatively strict orders from the people who are uh, more genetically set up to speak to other humans. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, there's a whole there's a whole section of office space about that. Yes. You, know, that's, you have that's a guy that talks mm -hmm. to the engineers from the bosses to the engineers because you don't want the bosses talking to the engineers. It was or the same like thing that. in Ford yeah. versus Ferrari. Right. Yeah. They, oh, they, yes, that's right. They did. They wanted uh, Shelby doing the talking because you certainly didn't want Miles doing it. <laughs> yeah. I my world, we as engineers, we are all basically just a bunch of Ken Miles. It's we're we're right. a pain in the ass, right? We all know everything, no matter what anybody else says, you know. And so you know, then you get people that that dress nicely, and they don't really tend to like that kind yeah. of uh, mentality. So. <laughs> That's a good stuff. So are you guys like are you guys like Microsoft or Apple? Is it Apple that everybody just showed up in shorts and t-shirts? Is it that kind of startup or are you guys uh, all professional? No, it, it is an in-between, right? You know, I, I will say I, I don't mind wearing a t-shirt to work. Um, you know, there's not it, it's not like it used to be back in the day where, you know, I I haven't worn a suit. I think the last time I wore a suit was it's either a wedding or like last year at Pebble Beach, I had to wear a suit. 
right, right for like the debut event. I, I think I saw you there in the background at one of the videos that I saw on the web. Probably. That was such a cool, the way you guys did that. That was such a cool yeah. little preview. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so the Amplified, it, it comes in colors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it has going doors. It is electric. And is, is the electric motor in back or the front? Both. Ooh. Yeah, all the drive. So, I mean, here's the thing. It's it as an electric car, it's it's the standard architecture, right? And that's actually as an engineer and as so my background's actually in powertrain, right? Specifically high voltage systems and in electrified powertrains. One of the beauties of electrification for cars on our side of things, like forget how you feel about electric cars, right? And I actually have this conversation sometimes with my dad, uh, where he's like, oh, Cramming it down everybody's throat, and they're pieces of shit. I'm like, well, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but the it's it's just so much easier for us because to to make a motor more powerful, it crank you, you know you you've flown a little bit more voltage. Maybe you, you extend the, the stack length of the rotor. Boom, more more horsepower, right? More kilowatt. Right. right. In an engine, you want to go from a six to an eight. That's that's a big deal. Right. Yeah. It's not even sure. Maybe you're just just adding two more cylinders on a on a six to an eight for a V, but it, it, it's still I mean, there's a lot more involved. Chrysler you know? did it with the V10. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I think it was it's the. Of course, they had to send it to Lamborghini to actually get it working. But hey, you know, I want to say it's the the 4.3 V6 Chevy, Chevy engine from like the 80s yep. into the 90s. By the way, one was, of the, the, was six cylinders of the 350. Exactly. Yeah. Laughed yep. it off. And one yeah. of the best motors Chevy ever made, by the way. I had that 4.3 motor in a pickup truck. and Yeah, I've had a bunch of them. They're just bulletproof. So just it's so good that I know a racer, his last name might be Riley, I don't know. <laughs> he, wanted to, he wanted to take a, uh, and he's probably going to kill me for this. He wanted to take a uh, Chevy van. What are those little vans called? Astro, Astro van. van. Yeah, the Astro van. Yep. He said the front suspension on that is what they used on um a, a winning trans am chassis oh, uh, the geometry is perfect okay and that he was going to take the four three or four, whatever the, yep. the that that four, uh, vortex v6 yep. put it in back with a short little drive shaft and uh <laughs> have a mid-engine <laughs> minivan with a roof you know riley yeah. cuts the roofs off everything sure. and and have it turbocharged because they take turbo really well yeah. so i mean but not as good as electric well so better I'm just thinking, an electric DeLorean, isn't mm -hmm. that kind of in the spirit of what DeLorean was at the start? <laughs> yeah. not, not talking well, about Back to the Future. Right? I'm talking about just the idea of being innovative with a stainless steel body and and, mm -hmm. and all of mm -hmm. that. I mean, a DeLorean, we, we laugh because of what we know the history of, and it, it didn't work as well uh, as John DeLorean it the, wanted it, it to. Was the Peugeot, was it Peugeot V6 yep. in the back of it? BRV. It was oh, somehow, Renault. yeah, yeah. Peugeot, Renault, Renault and Volvo Renault. somehow got together and said, "Let's take all of our worst engine people, yeah. put them in a room together, and see what they come up yeah. with." And then yeah. John DeLorean was like, "I'm in. Yeah, I yes. want something." <laughs> but but my point is that there was a lot of innovation in that car. Yeah, and yeah. when you think of this project now with electric, it's kind of like in the spirit of what John DeLorean was all about, right? Yeah. Right. And, and honestly, that, that's a big part of where like the responsibility things comes in, because a lot of people are like, well, it's going to look exactly like a DMC 12. Right. And it's going to be stainless steel and, 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 and we're like, 
well, we're, we're not trying to do a knockoff, right? Right? You know, because one, there, it, it would be disingenuous, first sure. of all, right? To do like just, you know, even to do a replica would be a bit disingenuous to a certain extent, right? Unless it was actually like a flat out true replica for that purpose and that purpose alone. Um, but, you know, so, you know, we, we definitely felt that you know, electric was where it was at. It absolutely makes sense. Uh, you know, it also it, uh, will make some regulatory compliance a lot easier as well, right? Uh, sure. <clears throat> California, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, us. among others. And so, and you know, you're right. It is very much on brand. And so, how, what we've been doing is how do you how, how do we honor the brand and the DNA of the brand and the legacy, but not just phone it in and make the body stainless steel again? Right. Right. So, you know, it, it's been, I think you'll see the, the questions I always get asked, right? There's like four or five questions I always get asked. So obviously gullwing doors. Yes. Keeping those, uh, two stainless steel. No, I understand the Cybertruck and Elon and Tesla stainless steel, but that shit sucks. Okay. It's heavy and it's yeah. not for an electric car, right? Maybe an electric truck, different conversation. Sure. It's, really it's not easy to work with. And plus it has issues with crashing, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, it depends how you use it structurally, right? So you're not going to use stainless in, in crash structure, right? Right. So you know, typically, the the body panels are thin enough; they just they're just they crumble, right. right? They're not really contributing as much. Now, I'm not an engineer in the Cybertruck, so I'm not sure exactly how they did that thing. I think they've done a lot of really awesome stuff. I, I have nothing I, to I've I've been trying to get the glass guy on for a while, but. <laughs> That was awesome, I, by the way. I, I heard, I heard that he's uh, buried next to Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, might be <laughs> underneath the stadium in Detroit. Next, next to the guy that had the rock, you know, that that gave uh, Elon the rock or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, brick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try uh, this. What marketing guy? That's because the that's when they stopped guy, yeah. getting rid. That's when the marketing guys got all fired at Tesla. Man, these marketing guys suck. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Right. Uh, okay, um, you take the rock and you throw it at the window. But stand 4.3 feet away. Not 4 point, 4.3. And guess right. where he stood? Here's the line. Don't cross yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. um, yeah. So, you know, with the stainless steel and let's see. So, yeah. So, the going doors, stainless steel, flux capacitor. Which flux capacitor. That's a good I, thing. I dare not even say because, you know, we speaking of owning the rights to things. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. That is Universal a, or whoever it is would be all over you. Yes. So... Uh, you Whoever know, maybe, owns them now. Maybe it's a uh, flax. Yeah, something uh, like that. A um, compactor. Alternator. I don't know. A hot it's a cigarette lighter in the middle of the seats. That's what it is. <laughs> right. It's the, old, the old cigarette lighter where you press. You, we used to have those in the bomb dump where you press a button mm -hmm. and it heats up and you can light your cigarette that way. And that way you don't have a, fl a flame because you yeah. can't have flames in a bomb dump because something about they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> see, what else? Um, oh, 88 miles an hour. Uh, yes, it will go over 88. Oh, yeah, that was, that was our, 80, our, our teaser. Does it skip, skip from 87 to 89 on the dashboard? That's what I want Oh, my know. God. Yes. You need to make so your dashboard actually, skip 88. We did a, um, you know, you always do like a, a little a movie reel, basically, yeah. uh, in the show cars, right? So it kind of shows what would, you know, different screens it goes through. It was actually a really cool, um, we did like, it would, like, it would, it's obviously, of course, not moving, but. It goes up to 88 and then it would glitch and then it looked like oh. the dash. <laughs> I love that. So awesome. when it would do glitch old, it, it, so it was, we were, we were playing with a lot of the, the stuff like yeah, that. Nice. Um, awesome. So yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's, it's really awesome, right? So obviously it's incredible. 
Uh, it's I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, it's it's a big responsibility. You know, how do we honor the brand, but establish it not as just you know, kind of knocking off the old. So it's there's definitely a, there's a lot to it. You know, and, yeah. and I'll tell you, everyone has an opinion. Oh everyone. sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, with electric and without, let's go back to DeLorean. So you and I were talking last year at Willow Springs, mm-hmm. or actually a whole bunch of us were all sitting around drinking brew skis and shooting the, shooting the, yeah, talking. And um, you had meant, or I think the website actually showed an actual DMC, and then there was a transition car, and then your car. It looked, it was like a fake history of the DeLorean models. Oh yeah, so. Yeah, what we had done is, you know, prior to Pebble Beach is, you know, uh, again, with the Alpha 5 kind of being its own standalone vehicle as as a, you know, mid-2020s car, right, right. It, 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 it's not going to be the DMC-12, right? So how do you explain a car that is 45 years newer than the last one that came out and it's right. still being part of the same brand without being that, that knockoff, right? Mm-hmm. And so... We, what we did is we called it uh, the generational or evolutionary design concepts. So we had like a, a 90s concept, a 2000s concept, right. and 2010s concept to kind of show, look, this is when some of those features that are on the, the Alpha 5, they were first introduced in 1993, right? right? You know, and we even put uh, specifications in a, uh, I'm probably actually, I might, I might have some, right? Here. I don't know where I put them, um, but we we had these gifts at the beach at the at the house we were uh, we were having the events at, and then we made trading cards effectively. Oh, cool! And we had trading cards of those generationals, and we actually put specifications on the back of what we think they would have had. And so, speaking of turbos, the the I think the 1994 version we uh, it was a we decided that what would have been on brand, I want to say it was a twin turbo V6. Mm. Yeah. Cause that was about the time the Nissan and the mm-hmm. Toyota, yeah. you know, or yeah, the Supra with the turbos and. Yep. Yeah. So we said the, V6 yeah. probably would have been something we would have put in there or do what DeLorean would have done. And, and one of the really cool things about the, the company too, is that we have the original drawings, like oh. hand done drawings. Cool. We also have, lot of the original paperwork for the patents that were filed that never got used Mm. right some really weird wild stuff i mean john delorean as much as you know the the end maybe wasn't so glamorous that guy i mean he was elon musk before elon musk was was existed right right right. just rules didn't matter and he had all these awesome ideas these really really creative engineering ideas just constantly flowing out of that guy's brain and so, you know, we were trying to use some of those ideas that never made it to the DMC-12. Like, what, how could we have used them moving forward? Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so we wanted that generational thing to kind of just show how we got there. Because we knew that people were going to say, this needs to be a DMC-12. It should be the DMC-13. That's what this car should be. We knew right. people were going to have that opinion. So we wanted to show, this is how we got there, right? Like, you do you want to buy a, a 1986 right. car? In, in in 2025 you know right. it doesn't make any sense well that's like a lot of these kids that you know I, i've been associated with the mr2s for a very very long time they all want a new mr2 to come out but they want it to look like the one or be like the one in the 80s or the 90s mm-hmm. and you know that it would never pass any crash tests right never <laughs> pass any emissions yeah. tests yeah won't do any rollover tests 
Mm-hmm. Um, there are just so many more. And, and in order to even the lights, you know, pop up headlights, you can't have those anymore because of nope. pedestrian laws. Yep. So there's just and you have to be able to sell it everywhere in the world because yep. one world. Right. Yep. So, yeah. And, and it's just uh, it's funny that, you know, you just can't make another DeLorean because it would just never work. Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys have some DeLoreans, don't you? Some original ones. Oh, yeah. 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 We've got we've got one in the shop right now. Actually, we've got um, one. We have a DMC twelve. I think it's eighty three. There's like all these like little tiny differences. Yeah, changes. Yeah. Um, I think that was eighty three, and it's next to a couple of our show cars uh, nice. currently, kind of out in the shop where things just kind of sit and don't get touched. Right. 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 Uh, so, did you ever think about doing a DeLorean Champ car? Yo, I, absolutely. <laughs> I think it'd, well, I think it'd be really cool. But I, I mean, here's the thing, right? You gotta do an engine swap. That's we got to do yeah. it first yeah. thing. Um, now there is actually there's a guy or a place in San Diego that did a what is it the the Kia Stinger GT. They put mm-hmm. that turbo V6 into a DeLorean. Oh, wow! And so actually one of the there's a shop uh, one of the restoration shops. Uh, there's three DeLorean restoration shops. Uh, there's one in Huntington Beach, California, uh, just north of Houston, and then one in Florida. And they actually brought it to the restoration shop and said, look, we put this engine here. It's incredible. However, we're going to die. So if you <laughs> figure out how to make this thing not kill us, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> was it just alignment that, you know, the, the alignment settings or just, you know, throttle lift oversteer into it a would, bank? That would be my guess. That car isn't very well balanced to begin with. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they ended up doing with it. But, uh, I, yeah, so I, mean, I don't know. Maybe we put that in the back, right, something like that. Uh, but then you know it's got that fiberglass tub, so it's so the the, the DMC twelve is built off of a Lotus platform. Oh, and so do you know which do you know which one? I believe it's the Esprit. Oh, okay, all okay. right. And so it's actually got this uh, the the frame is it's actually an X frame. So down the tunnel, and then the you kind of it kind of has built in subframes. So it looks like looks like an X, and then the tub the fiberglass tub hangs over it. Right, that's partly why it's so low. Um, you know, so how do you put a cage into something like that, which, you know, speaking of safety, I mean, I think wasn't safe to begin with. Right. Well, you know, no. you know, we, how we had, you- I had talked to Ray about that and I guess they, I guess the Corvettes, because they're all fiberglass, they have special consideration on how there's a special way of installing a cage in a Corvette. So no, basically no. the same thing, but it would have to be on our VPI list and, <laughs> You know, we it know has a potential of beating E30s and, and Miatas, <laughs> so you know it's going to be 600 points. So, oh. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe because most of us champ racers are just car nerds, oh, maybe yeah. everyone will just be like, just make it zero, make it one point, so it happens. No, <laughs> no they wouldn't. No. <laughs> zero no, chance. It cannot be <laughs> 76 points. Can't be any lower than the <laughs> Opal. <laughs> all right so with ben we actually did bring you on to talk to you about champ car yeah and, uh, and we could talk about this all day well let, let's do and, this one okay. more time tell us about this weekend that's because you I were was, in a winning uh, oh okay that was, yeah, that was where Brian. i was going <laughs> it's, it's well, on my list of things <laughs> so tell so you were arriving drive this weekend because you live near the track we were at msr houston yeah, um, I had never been there, and I'll tell you what—that is a beautiful track. It's a great place. I was expecting desert, you know, because <laughs> I—I'd never—I'd driven through Houston, never really been there. I thought it was going to be just a bunch of, uh, 
uh, oil derricks and uh, oil or gasoline um, refineries everywhere. Nothing like that. It's out no, there, green pastures. It's quite yeah. beautiful, actually. I have to agree with you. Uh, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of a non-desert version of Buttonwillow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and the track itself, actually, we'll get to the to the winning in the race. Yeah. But the track itself reminded me a lot of it had Buttonwillow in it. It has Las Vegas outside road course in it. Yes. It's yeah. got some Chuck Wallet in it. Uh, it's actually, I really quite like the track. Uh, it has that whole three, four, five complex. They call it like yeah. the dirty diamond or diamond cutter or something like that. I forgot what it's called. It's pretty tricky, right? And it's it's a lot like Star Mazda at uh, Buttonwillow where you have to go. Uh, uh, Buttonwillow, it's, it's mirrored the other way. Right. But uh, MSR Houston, you got to go right to go double left. Got it. Right. Okay. All right. So it's, you know, and you're coming in, coming in hot, right? Yeah, you're yeah. coming out of that, that yeah. basically turn two uh, carousel and in a Miata with arrow, you're three quarter throttle. You're coming out, I think at 90 miles, hundred miles an hour almost. And then you're going down this little mini straight and then you got to kink right and then left and it's got this weird, it's just, yeah. it's, it's fun. Well, you and, saw some of the cars with more suspension movement and they were iffy through there. It was, it was pretty, pretty cool watching them from. Yeah. From yeah. I, I, I really like that track. I, uh, I like it a lot better than Harris Hill, which is between, it's in San Marcos, between yeah. San Antonio and, and Austin. Right. Uh, that track reminds me of the inside road course at uh, Fontana, which yeah. is oh, okay. not an actual racetrack. It's just, <laughs> it's like pit. Parking. Like, it's parking <laughs> for haulers for NASCAR. It yeah. is not a racetrack. <laughs> so you, you want to know a funny story about that? So I think one of the, the last times you drove, it was the one when uh, Leno was there. Um, oh, yeah. Well, that, so, was, that was when we did Roval, though. Back in the early days, we just did, we did the oh, inside. Oh, just did the inside. Only. Yeah. They wouldn't oh, let that, you do. I don't that, think John could afford to go to the outside. I don't know. I believe that was the case. Yeah. But the, um, so the playground, they call mm -hmm. it the playground. Yeah. Um, before you get back onto the track, onto the uh, oval part, uh, we had to go set up cones. And in the past, the track had done it. Well, for some reason, Nobody did it. So Dana said, go set them up. So I'm like, well, hell, where do I put them? So I start looking around. I kind of remembered how it went. So I put all the cones out and we take, I take Leno and um, Adam Carolla. Yeah. I take them around for, you know, for rides around the track before, before we started the race, to show them what we were doing for the show. And then uh, as I approach it, I'm going, oh shit, I'm going way too fast. <laughs> and I, I hit the brakes and, Luckily, the, I had a Mercedes. The all the nannies kicked in, and it kept me from rolling it. But I got through it, and I'm like, "Huh, that was a little odd." Because I remember guys going a lot faster through there. Mm -hmm. And the corner workers later on, when we were resetting everything up, the corner workers were laughing at us because they're like, "I don't know why they put the cones there, because that's not where you put the cones. You put the cones another 15 yards out." <laughs> yeah. So, and who wipes out the cones the first the first lap? Leno. <laughs> Hits every one of them. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry, fun. Jay. So, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, um, know. Well, let's see. Okay. So back to oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Houston, so. it's 107 degrees. And I'll tell you what, I was expecting a lot worse. I was expecting Willow Springs a couple of years ago when it was yeah, 115 yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, the humidity was like, I swear to God, 97 degrees or 97% humidity. Never been in that before in my life. Um, that made the temperature not seem so bad. The humidity was bad. <laughs> yeah. And right, the right. wind. Humidity, yeah. 
Yeah, the wind was really made it not as bad as as Sunday, which was bad. Yeah. But it, the wind wasn't as. as yeah, I, I agree. I agree. the The temperature was tough, but it wasn't that bad, right? Because yeah, I mean, I've been racing in the Southern California desert for the last yeah thirteen years, right? So they're like, oh, it's gonna be a hundred. I'm like, <laughs> it's it'll be fine. It'll yeah. be just fine. Um, and so, no, I mean, so I, this is the second time I've, uh, I, I've raced with these guys. So it's effective team racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have what I would say, uh, so it's Dennis and Tanya. Uh, uh, and so Dennis builds the car, but Dennis and Tanya both race. And so, uh, they're a married couple and I'll tell you, I'm going to shout out to Tanya right now. She is probably faster than most people watching this. Oh yeah. yeah. She is quick. Yeah. Very, very quick. And, you know, uh, especially a track like Houston with a, a, a manual steering Miata with some pretty sticky fat tires on it, that, that's not a walk in the park. I mean, no. you're going through turn one and then the carousel, it's it's high speed and you are hanging on. I mean, I have a blister on my hand from just managing the wheel into turn one. Yeah. You know, it, it's a lot of effort, right? And and so, you know, they're fantastic. You know, the car is fantastic prepared all the time. Dennis is the perfect guy you want to rent with. So Dennis was really concerned on Friday about his alignment. He was doing something. He w- The guys were complaining about a car not being able to turn. He did some alignment changes. I'm not going to tell you what he did because it might be his secret. Well, but I know. <laughs> it worked. It seemed to work did. really well. It did. So, um, they took the front aero package off. So he used to run when I ran with them last September at Harris Hill, it was a full nine lives aero package. Nine lives. Yep. And uh yeah, right. I saw that. I saw that stuff. <laughs> Actually, it's on the back of my shirt. You're there so you go. Yeah, there you um, go. Shout out to all these people, by the way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh as, as what does Dana say? You gotta take care of the sponsors, right? Yes, that's right. right. Um, and so but the risk, and we've had this risk, Bill, you've seen this happen on my car and yours as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an off and you rip half the splitter oh, yeah. off and yeah. your race is smoked. Yeah. And so they pulled the, the front arrow off, which definitely tweaked the balance of the car. But I mean, we we all had a couple of offs. And I can tell you one thing, I would rip the splitter off on one of mine for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit different. But uh, yeah, the, the alignment was a lot different than what we did at Harris Hill. And the turn and bite is fantastic. Um, you know, I definitely, I think the balance with having the wing and no front air, there's still some high speed, uh, understeer, but it's super, super manageable. I mean, it's a Miata, right? Even with some understeer, it's very, very manageable. Um, the car is fantastic. Uh, they're fantastic. And so, yeah, you know, we kind of, the, the unfortunate thing is that Dennis and Tanya hadn't raced there in like five years since the last time champ was there. Right. Um, I had never been there before. I'd never even seen the track before. I watched probably five hours of videos, you know, and you've got to sift through the videos that don't make any sense. Right. There right. Was a found and it was like some kid in an E30. He's like, Oh, this is how you do the track. And I'm watching it. I'm like, no, this is so wrong. Like I've never yeah. been there before. And this guy's not even got the right idea. But good entertainment right. though. Yeah. Like you got to sift through, but, um, and then Paul, the other guy who, uh, uh, was in the car, he'd also never been there before. And there was no, like the Friday test day, there wasn't going to be one. So Paul and I didn't get there until Paul got there like 7.30 Friday night. I got there at 4.30 and we didn't, we couldn't get in the car. And Dennis just did a shakedown, you know, earlier. So we were pretty green. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the car was absolutely fantastic. Uh, our, you know, we ran a flawless race. Our pit stops were absolutely perfect. 
Everybody's banging out super consistent lap times. And uh, everybody else on track was super clean. I think Dana even said there were no. Um, no, no, you look at the logs, and I didn't do the logs this weekend. So somebody, uh, uh, I guess Fowler did the timing and scoring, did the logs. So he's right in the mix of it. Nothing. Yes. I think their biggest concern up there in the tower was the AC wasn't working. It was 85 degrees in the room <laughs> with a bunch of smelly guys. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was really, the, the race was fantastic. There was, let's see, we ended up, it was that, uh, that Nissan, that uh, 240. Yeah, yeah. That was Jason. Yeah, they won they on Sunday. On yeah. Sunday. That yeah. thing is quick. And I think yeah. that they had an early issue. And it put them back a couple of laps and they were... Right you know, almost fighting. They were clawing them back. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. They were really, they're really good drivers too. They, they started out champ, went to WRL. I uh, couldn't afford it up there um, or something to that effect. And then came back has come back down. So not down, oh. come back laterally to champ. Yeah. Minor up. leagues of WRL. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, again, so honestly, I think, you know, and I've done this for years, especially tracks. I didn't know. I always use a reference years and years ago. It was like my first or second time at Sonoma, which is one of my all time favorite tracks. And there was a 1.6 liter spec Miata, right? Which, I mean, those engines are tough to drive. with. They're just so, they've got no oomph at all. Right. You know, 30 horsepower when you only got 120 or 125 is a lot to right. get up to like the 150, 160 and the one eights. And, um, I remember I, I was just, I, I, this guy's chasing me down and, la and you know, passes me. I'm like, there's no way. And we had to do that, uh, that the lunch stop. And mm -hmm. so I came behind him like, what, what, where's the turbo, right? Like what's going on? <laughs> and the guy was, you know, almost as old as you, Bill. And he's like, I've been racing here yeah. since probably before you were born. Right. right? And yeah. he said, he's like, I'll wait for you. I'll give you two laps. I won't pull away. Follow and learn and i dropped three seconds wow three seconds on like a 210 lap and i was like blew my mind so yeah those guys a, guy, a guy did that to me at road atlanta and i'll tell you what best thing ever yeah, yeah best thing ever yeah. and like afterwards like you know i get out of my seat i go find him like thank you so much yeah yeah um and so same thing with the, those nissan guys honestly like they they got around me i was the first one in the car on saturday and uh i was like all right well Let's see what happens. And that was huge. Learning, I'm like, okay. Oh, I see what they're doing. Oh, I yeah. get it. I get it. I get it. Right. And you just start to figure, I mean, it's a different car, but yeah. still there's the lines and, and where the grip is was, sure. was really, really great. So, so it was, it was fun watching you guys race on, on Sunday because I set up over at the last turn taking pictures there and watching you, you guys in the uh, Wheels America Miata battle. <laughs> and you know, it was for position. So it was, it was pretty intense watching you guys, you know, one guy would lock up going into the corner, snap, 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 got pictures of that next lap. You know, the next guy would lock it up cause he's just trying to not dive bomb, but he's trying to get that late break. Cause that was the only way he could catch up was to late break and mm -hmm. just get it right on the edge, lock up that left front, that left front tire as he's starting to turn in and try to get underneath him to, to kind of mm -hmm. go and couldn't do it. And yep. uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty wicked. And I think the, what hurt them was they had a mixed radio call and uh, that car came in when he shouldn't have. And uh, uh -huh. so they, um, yeah, they pitted. He, he's, somebody said box, box, box. And they thought it was for him and he came in, but it was for the other car. Oops. Uh, so, 
Yeah. yeah, we saw them come in. We're like, hey, I'm not going to argue, right? Yeah, no, nobody. Is. That's right. No, no, no. And, it, and it's interesting. Like talking about like car setup and whatnot is they, you know, both of their Miatas are running the full arrow, right? Yeah. You know, front splitter, air dam. Yeah. I think. Well, one of them kind of lost theirs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you know, we were. You know, Dennis has the car so well set up that I don't think anybody. There was nobody that I think caught up when I was in the car through the carousel. Right, going down into that 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 three four two three four five whatever that complex is down right, there that right. thing right, um, and it, it was wild right. You know, kind of, are you going to try? And the real thing is, are you really going to try to go to the inside there? Yeah, right. An outbreak because there's you know the track goes from this and then it kinks, so like it feels like it, it does seems that. like it goes in like NCM does that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, I think I almost did it one time. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. This, is, this is not my car. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh, go ahead. No, it's, Sunday was great. Uh, you know, I was the last one in the car. Uh, you know, and, oh, so you were locking them up. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it wasn't every time, but it was, I mean, it was a, it would look like a tough uh, race. I mean, every time I could only see like half the course. So I'm thinking, okay, when they come around the bus stop at the top is when I would first see you. They're slow. Oh, they're nose to tail. Or, oh, he got four car lengths ahead of him. Oh, now he's catching back up. You know, it, it yep. was such a fun race to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to to be in it. And then at the end, we were, I think, three laps behind that escort. And I was taking off like six to eight seconds a lap. Mm-hmm. And I needed like an extra 10 minutes or 15 or something to, to catch him. And I got two laps undone. And I got, and I finally said, like, I knew I wasn't going to hold in the lap. I just wanted to catch him one more time. Because, you know, like when you know that it's the last thing, you need to bring it home, right? You're not going to get another position. No one's going to catch you from behind. You're kind of – you're insulated on both sides. And then they're like, look, you're going to just miss catching him for one more lap. And I was like (laughs) – Yeah. And and, and I was just – I think it was like the – through the keyhole is when I finally caught him and passed him on the very last lap to just – then be on the same lap and I'm like, yeah, and it, and that's fun, right? That's yeah, what it's yeah. really about is, is having something to try like, and you see right. he's a little bit closer and a little bit closer and yeah. a little bit closer. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It was, cool. it was absolutely uh it was a blast. So that's cool. well, well, thanks for being I, with us. Yep. Uh, we could go on all night. Yeah, yeah we could. Oh, we could. Yeah. Billy, Bill, you and I have done this for hours at, yeah, at tracks after yeah. <laughs> even after the race. We're we're sitting here talking during the race. Oh, the race is over. Well, what were we talking about a minute ago? Yeah. The, well, we'll the just... amount of times the amount of times that my wife is like, "Hey, everyone's yeah. gone. Can we?" Yeah. Leave? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just chatting with Bill, yeah, and we like... didn't get to talk about Jamie. So yeah. Jamie has not been in any of my conversations for I don't know six seven months, and all of a sudden yesterday. Or this past weekend, we're talking about Jamie. And guess what? I wake up to this morning. Bill, why don't you build, why don't you make t shirts for women? Because they're the ones you do are too hard on my nipples or something like that. I don't know. But he wants soft baby butt, you know, softness t shirts made by Jamie. I mean, in all fairness, those really soft t shirts, those are the jam. I, he's he's not wrong. I'll give I'll give him that. Well, he had if he if he comes to a race within the last year, he would know that they're good shirts now. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. He's not racing as much back uh, out west. Jamie. Sir, <laughs> Mr. Jamie, looking at you, Jamie. It bothers his autism. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, 
are going right oh, down. Funny Mark, Mark Kruger's we, face. Just uh, I don't know. Or is that my autism? One of the two. I don't know. One of them. One last thing before you yeah. guys let me go. Just one thing I have to say. One thing because Michael Kingsley texted me like an hour and a half ago. He's like, I hear. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read the text because okay. you're going to appreciate this. Yes. And I'm gonna call out Bob Mink too. <laughs> and Michael, if you're please tell me you're listening. Text me and says, shit, where is it? Uh, I hear talking to Bill. Don't forget to tell him how awesome Arrow is and how every she- team should bolt on as much as possible. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any Arrow on their None. No yeah. yeah. The Roto-Plukers in, in uh, California they, yeah. with the FCRX7, which I rented with them and we won the last time I raced with yeah. them as well for their first win. Um, and Bob so- Mink is like one of the big engineers at, at VW too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, and Bob, he's OG as well. All those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Bob was our first first CEO, so yeah. our first uh, board board chair. That was it, board chair. Yeah, yeah. Board All right, so, so we anyway. need to get going because you know we have time limits. Well, uh, we we'll have you. We'll have you on again, man, and uh, we'll talk even more. Maybe we'll do the <laughs> the, the Bill and Ben show. Oh, oh. Boy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not enough time on the internet for that. Oh, yeah, we boy. get Jamie on here too. That would be funny. <laughs> All right. Ben Marquardt, thanks for being with us. Had a great time. We'll get you on again, I'm sure. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Pleasure being here. All right. Next up, we've got the Winner Circle interviews from Houston coming right up now. Are you an effective team? We're an effective team. (laughs) Every single one. Yeah, we're an effective team. I know that reference. Oh, yeah, I know you do. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, the first first event we ever did. Yeah. So, uh, Hell of a race today with uh, the heat, the wind, the humidity, just everything. It's pretty toasty. Yeah, pretty toasty. Um, I mean, right right from the green flag this morning, it, it was hot. We knew it was going to be something to manage. Um, you know, everybody did really good. Um, but I think, I, you know, everybody did real good, kept a clear head, stayed out of trouble, consistent. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it takes a lot, you know, not just – not just a lot of good things happening, but a lot of luck, and uh, yeah, it worked out today. So tell me about your fuel uh, towards the end there. Were you uh, I was on conservative? Empty. I, was on, I was on empty. Yeah, I was on empty, but... Uh, yeah, I watched you putting down some hot laps, and then all of a sudden you were not. Yeah, you know, and then the tires get hot. You got to let them cool off a little while, but, uh, you know, and you got to cool off a little while. But, uh, yeah, just managing. Definitely today, everybody was just having to manage all those things, all those things. So who are your drivers today? We got Paul, Ben, my wife Tanya, and, and crew helping out. Tom, Adrian, couldn't have done it without them too. So uh, yeah, it, it just was a big team effort. Everything went really well. Stops went really well. Um, I mean, everybody drove clean, stayed out of trouble, and, and that's what it takes. So what's the strategy for tomorrow? Do it again. <laughs> All right, guys, congrats, win here. At MSR Houston. Thank you, man. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more.
five. Today's winner here at MSR Houston. Took off, pretty much controlled the day. Yeah, it was great going last because my brother and Andy and my other brother who left put up crazy lap times for five straight hours. And so when I got out there, I just had to keep it on the track. So it was nice. So all you had to do was just do consistent laps and keep it on the track. Keep it on the track for two hours. I didn't even, yeah, so it was nice. It made my job real easy. Yeah. So uh, a lot better than yesterday. How do the tires look today? So we don't, we're not running the tires we like to run. And so the backs are done and we swapped the fronts. And so the fronts are good, but the rear end is all over the place. Yeah. like it going into the last turn there it was looked pretty rough towards the end yeah so yeah just keeping it on the track good thing i didn't have to you know i didn't have to compete real hard i just had to to bring it home so some of those little miatos are getting a bit racy there yeah oh yeah yeah i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna fall for their i want to get to get sucked into a race with the miatos I, I had to swallow my pride and let them go yeah uh where are you guys gonna race at next uh, we'll do hair in september right, we'll see you there more Miatas. Oh, yeah, there are tons there. Yeah. All right, man. Congrats. Welcome back. Inside Champ Car. Phil Strong with the graphics and the yeah, slides. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting better. Getting better. Love Learning it. how to use slides and wipes and nice. whatever. Stingers are next. Nice. Oh, hey, gosh, no. So we're headed to uh, Colorado yeah. here in a week and a half cool. and uh, get to fly out, get my first electric car. We'll talk about that. You know, maybe I'll... Talk about that next week video. when I'm not here. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. You're not here next week, are I'm you? Not, no. So we got to quickly hurry up. I've <laughs> got a big update. So Flagtronics, if you've got Flagtronics, I'd like you to uh, download the uh, Flagtronics device manager. Go ahead and download, you know, go go ahead and plug it in. Download your the latest version, which is 0.6.1.6. Big long. And we're going to send out an email this week all about it. But uh, it. It adds some features, and it also remember how when you go into a yellow, or sorry, when you it's purple thirty five is out, and you go into a yellow, it may turn back yellow. It won't do that anymore. Nice. So we fixed that. Um, not fixed it. Yeah. We've got an override for Champ Car because that's the way we're doing it. Right. Um, I think other series do it too, but basically it'll stay purple the whole time. So all of a sudden you're not back to racing accidentally and get passed or whatever. All right. So that that has some fixes in it. We want you to have that for Colorado and the VIR twenty four. If for some reason you're computer illiterate because 99.9% of the computer engineers that race in Champ Car <laughs> come up to me and say they are computer illiterate. So I will, we will have staff on site that will be able to update your units, and we're probably going to go to every car, even if you did it yourself already, and double-check and just make sure everybody has it. That way everybody's on the same level playing field cool. um, and make sure that you've got it plugged in properly and that kind of stuff. So nice. we're going to continue to do that for the time being and uh, to help everybody out cool. but yep so um yep off to colorado and uh, then we got the vir 24 just talked to lifeline today they've got some uh some great prizes they're going to be bringing and giving away um i've also picked up the champagne for the top three cars nice sorry sparkling wine because it's california oh yeah um yeah can't call it champagne because that's champagne france correct, correct, but correct. <clears throat> yep sparkling wine for the top three cars and we have the watches six watches somebody asked me how many today six <laughs> watches for this for the winning drivers of the winning car nice and hopefully we might have some more prizes and such so uh yeah we will uh be racing and hey guess what i found out today well i found out a week or so ago but i forgot to mention it i'm going to be driving for wittenauer in the mini at cool. the var 24 so that's my to win that race Bless so them. we'll talk about that later we'll, we'll we'll pray for them 
Yes. Not you, them. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel so you won't miss any episodes. Also, it'd be great to be shared on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. We have a new podcast every week. He is Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. You are listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network, and you are watching Champ Car Live on YouTube. I'll be back in two weeks. Bill will be here next week. Have yourself a great weekend. And Spotify. And Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>